Hey everyone, welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Hemel Javere, writer and editor at For the Win, along with my regular co-hosts, Stephen Ruiz and Evan Thorpe. Guys, what's up? Am I allowed to talk? I should should note that Stephen is on a podcast ban for the first few minutes because of a Twitter pun that he made. Uh, but I guess I'll lift it so that he can explain what it was. <laughs> I'm not going to explain. I'm not proud of the tweet. <laughs> All right. Here's what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about Baker Mayfield. We're going to talk about the XFL. And I imagine that we'll spend the bulk of the podcast ranting and raving about Spider-Man and whatever is happening with that Marvel Sony deal. Plus, we'll hit on Matrix 4. Um, let's start with let's start with Baker Mayfield. Yes. Baker Mayfield came out recently and said something about Giants rookie quarterback Daniel Jones saying that the Giants weren't looking to win and question the quarterback pick. And I think my beef with Baker Mayfield is he gets to do a lot of stuff that people were mad or people would get mad at if it was a quarterback of a different race. An example I'm going to use is Cam Newton. Cam Newton would do something like dance and people would be like, oh, he needs to stop doing doing this, that, and the third. And Baker Mayfield gets passes and he's doing worse stuff, in my opinion, than what any other quarterback that's not white would do. Right. So in reference, this is an interview that was out earlier this week in GQ. Uh, Baker Mayfield is, I don't know if he's on the cover, but he, he has is. he is on the cover and he's got this like big profile. So he is he's very visible, right? It's right before the start of the NFL season. This is very much Baker Mayfield is a star kind of thing. Like GQ also put um what's his name on the cover though? Beckham? Uh, no, um Sanchez, Mark Sanchez. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious to see how how this all turns out. But it wasn't just like a It wasn't just like a random quote that came out, right? This was in the context of this like very large, glossy spread that's very flashy that you know that his like management team had to be very proud of. So it wasn't him just mouthing off. This was him saying this on the record. And he like after the fact, he was like, oh, you guys are turning this into clickbait. But apparently based on how it was written, he just said this out of the blue. Like, he wasn't even asked about it. Right. Like, there was a segment on TV, and he, like, was like, I can't believe they drafted Daniel Jones so high. I don't necessarily have the same problem as Evan. I do, like, think there's obviously a double standard, but the reason I don't like it is because he's talking about it, he's talking trash about a player he's never going to actually compete with head-to-head. Like, they play the same position. Yeah. So they're never going to be on the field together. That's where I think it's different from when Jalen Ramsey talks about quarterbacks because he actually plays against them. Right. So I don't have I don't have a problem with Ramsey. Do have a problem with Mayfield. And I'm like starting to not like the Browns now. I'm like rooting for them to fail this year, which is weird because they've never won anything. So they should be endearing, but they're not. They're like totally unlikable. And that's my my whole thing. It's like he had a little bit of success last year. They were what, a 500 team. Mm-hmm. And it's like all of a sudden, like, we need to show respect to the Browns. The Browns are a Super Bowl favorite. I'm like, they haven't won anything for real. Right. And my thing is, it's just, I look at how Cam Newton was treated during his Super Bowl year. Everything he did was looked under a microscope. And you think about the the postseason, uh, the after the Super Bowl, the whole press conference he had, and people were like, oh, look at him. He's a sore loser, this, that, and the third. But, like, Baker does stuff, and it's applauded. 
Right. It's not even that he gets a pass. It's that he gets celebrated celebrated for doing like he did the thing where he basically mimed pulling out his genitals and he got everyone on Twitter was like, oh, Baker's great. So the whole spin for that GQ article, like the tagline was uh, Baker Mayfield is out to upset people and it's pretty great. Right. Like it was leaning into this like bad boy narrative uh, of of him. Um, and like you said, there was stuff last year, too. I remember we hit this on the podcast last year, too, which is kind of the double standard that Evan is talking about, which I agree with, is that there is always going to be a different set of standards for white players than there are for black players, right? Like, you see the kind of stuff that in the past uh, tennis legends like John McEnroe and stuff like that have gotten away with, and, like, Serena dares to complain about a call, and it sets off a firestorm of how she doesn't know how to act, how she has no class, all this other stuff, right? There's that double standard is so prevalent and it's so obvious that it shocks me that it still continues. But but it's happening right now. And like you said, it's not enough to make me turn against the Browns. I don't really feel particularly one way or the other about them. Um, but I can see how this will get annoying because we haven't even started the NFL season. And it, this is a storyline that's going to continue all the way through. And I get it. Like him and Odell are close and then Odell gets traded to his team. So I don't know if you thought like these words would defend Odell Beckham, but it's like, bro, mm-hmm. I'd rather you become a star because of your play. But I just feel like this off season has just been like Baker Mayfield said this Baker Mayfield did that. And it's like, if you don't live up to these expectations, all you're going to do is just make yourself look like a clown. Yeah. He's We're starting to sound up. like Colin Cowherd. <laughs> that <laughs> upsets me. I don't want it. But I mean, it's just. I don't but know. wait, let me go back to what you said. Why do you not like. What is your reasoning for turning against the Browns? Most of the stuff that Evan has already said, like, they haven't won anything, but they're talking like they have all these, these this big target on their back and that, I don't know, that team should be afraid of them. I mm-hmm. just And they have a lot of people on their team that are kind of annoying, okay. Baker being one of them. That makes sense. Uh, um, any other last Baker Mayfield thoughts before we move on to the XFL? <laughs> Let's get to the XFL. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to let Steven take over because I'll be honest, I have not been paying attention to XFL news. So the XFL came out with their team names and logos yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they were god awful. <laughs> That's the only way I can put it. Like I wrote a review of all of them, but I'm, I'm just going to like highlight the worst. Names or logos? Names. No, the logos aren't that bad, actually. The Just names. the names. It's I say it's like one good name on here. Wait, so can someone give me a little more XFL content context in terms of uh, when the season is starting? What is it all about? So XFL is another football league, and it's funded by Mr. McMahon, uh, WWE. Oh, I said Mr. McMahon. Vince McMahon, <laughs> <laughs> owner. <laughs> WWE wrestling, and so this is the second attempt of having his football league, and it's coming out next year of February, February yeah. 2020, and so he started off like... So February 2020, I assume right after the Super Bowl. The yes. week after. The week after, yeah. right. And so I think his attempt of like trying to be like, oh, this is going to be America's football. We're not going to... You're going to stand for the Are anthem. the rules different? Uh, they're experimenting with different rules, which I, some of the rules are actually pretty good. But no, it's just like another sub. It's a subpar football league that's okay. going to last one season and get <laughs> and then fold like the AAF did. So 
the worst team name. I don't even know what the worst team name is. It might be the St. Louis Battlehawks. Yes. I love Battlehawks. I think that's a great name. What is a Battlehawk? What is a Battlehawk? Does it have to be anything? But what is a Battlehawk? But it doesn't have to be the, anything. It's the it is what it represents. A hawk that's ready to go into battle. That's that doesn't have a it. sword. That, <laughs> that ain't even it. That ain't even it. That's the bad part. It's a blade. Here's the here's the problem. Here's the problem with the Battlehawks. Okay. There was a video game called Battlehawks that came out in 1988 about a made up World War II like Air Force squadron. So they didn't even come up with an original name. They just stole it from a crappy video game from the 80s. I mean, it's look look how far along in history we are right now. <laughs> There's it's very hard to come up with new things. <laughs> just go with the classics. I ain't gonna lie. If I was them, I'd have just took the Rams. I don't know if it's trademarked, but I'd just be like, right. it's probably trademarked, yeah. And then, okay, the Los Angeles team name is the Wildcats. They went a little too generic because mm-hmm. everyone's the Wildcats. Plus, there's the movie The Wildcats with Goldie Hawn when she's the coach. <laughs> okay, now you're starting to sound like Michelle with your referencing of David. Goldie Hawn is alive. Everything from the 90s. <laughs> Goldie Hawn is alive. I had a lot of movie, movie reference, dated movie references in this post. Another team, the Houston Roughnecks. I got it. So Go ahead. they would be cool if they came out to the song, got a rough neck trying to get a rough neck. <laughs> you know that joke? No. no. God, I got to get y'all. You're the only one that does. <laughs> but a rough neck is someone that works on an oil rig, which I know because of Armageddon because Liv Tyler's yelling at Bruce yeah. Willis like, hey, you raised me around rough necks. <laughs> and, and you get upset when I fall in love with one. <laughs> I referenced that in the post, by the way, which Hamill didn't read. He doesn't support my work. <laughs> But the my problem with that is it's such a clear ripoff of the Houston Oilers, which is a defunct football yes. team now. Yes. The logo, too. And the logo is exactly the same. So my thing was, like, this is like when a video game, they're like it's like an NFL video game, but they don't have the license, so they make up, like, close names to yeah. it. That's exactly what's going on here. The Seattle Dragons is a complete ripoff. The of Seattle, what? The logo is. The logo is. Oh. Of, a, like, a UAB, a college. But Seattle Dragons is a terrible name. Like, what name a pro sports team that's named after a fake animal? I mean, I I think that the Dragons name is not really the thing that bothers me. I like these names. I applaud some of them for their originality. And I said this before. To me, it sounds like, like you know, Gryffindor and Hogwarts. It's like Quidditch names. <laughs> Guess what the DC team name is? Um, I want to say something that's probably... It's not racist, but it's like probably it's politically not incorrect. Not so I'm not, not gonna racist. say not it. Not at all. It's not racist. You say it. The defenders. Oh. It's <laughs> not bad. No, but here's my problem with That's the name. That's not terrible. There's the DC Defenders and then the, the New York Guardians. Like Guardians and Defenders. It's the same name. Uh, but that's synonyms. That's fine. My thing was my thing was one of them has to change their name and I want it to be the New York team because I don't trust Washington coming up with a team name. <laughs> Exactly. That was my point, which is why I was hesitant to hear it. I so. gave him bonus points for not being a racist. I was going to say, I thought it was going to be something like the DC Federalists or something like that. That but, might be better. But defenders <laughs> could be interpreted as kind of racist. Like, what are you defending DC against? Immigrants? <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I disagree with Steven. I would say that based on the strength of the names... Uh, I would actually watch one or two games. But everyone on Twitter agrees with me. So you are in a small minority. I like the Meaning Guardians. Meaning the defenders, defenders would not like you. I like the Guardians. That's the only one I could like. Took her a while. I got there, though. All right, okay, sorry, one more team Evan. name. I got to put them. Say them all. Right? Tampa, the Tampa Bay Vipers. 
That's fine. Team names, teams named after snakes, always bad. Okay. Um. They should. Well, that's fine. My take on this was this: these names all sound like they were made up by an eight-year-old in like 1997. And my thing was that like white kids in the 90s loved snakes. <laughs> so this was this was made in the 90s. You're basically telling right. Us. Well, it was definitely made by somebody who came of age in the 90s. Right, because they yeah. love snakes. Because they love snakes. So. And you got to think about with the Guardians, like their mascot is a gargoyle. And what was that TV show? The Gargoyle. Gargoyle. It's called Gargoyle. It's called Gargoyles? Yeah. That was made in the 90s. <laughs> well, I, you know, maybe this will appeal to people who came of age in the 90s and they will watch the XFL. I'm, I understand I'm in the minority, but this to me all sounds uh, novel. <laughs> Whether or not it's successful remains to be seen. DC we, defenders, we, look out for Himmel Javari at the first game. <laughs> can we just appreciate the fact that Evan just asked what that TV show about gargoyles was about? Or was called? Uh, all right, I think it's time to move on from the XFL. There are two things that we need to talk about in our back half of the show, which we generally uh, use to cover pop culture topics. Uh, I want to talk about Spider-Man, but I get the feeling that uh, it's going to just disintegrate. So before we get into Spider-Man, let's briefly touch on the fact that a new Matrix 4 was announced earlier this week. And it will be starring Keanu Reeves and uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Is that her name? And it is directed by Lana Wachowski. Uh, they used to be the brothers Wachowski, and now it's a she, um, which means that the creative team behind it is essentially the same. I do not think this is a good idea. No. Same. Anyone who's seen <laughs> The Matrix 2 or 3 should know this is not a great idea. It's yeah. a bad idea. Only way they can make it good if they somehow can figure out how to get this as close to uh, John Wick it's possible. I don't know how they can do it, but you already have two of the three actors and you just make it like John Wick 4? Yeah. I mean, it's I don't know if Lawrence Fishburne is coming back. I haven't uh, I haven't seen whether or not he's coming back. He was back. in John Wick, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. He was in John Wick. But uh, again, like you said, The Matrix, the way the third movie ended was so weird and it was it was really definitive, right? Like I just don't see how you build from that. Unless Neo has a kid or something. Not going to lie. I watched The Matrix for the first time like a month ago. What? Did you like it? The first one was good. Yeah. Second one was, I didn't care about. I mean, it. I thought the second one was bad. I thought the third one was unwatchable. What was the one with the weird albino twins? Is that and, the second one? And are they coming back? I don't know. Because if they're the coming one? back, I'm in. I think that's the third one. Because I know I watched like halfway through the second one. I was like, this is... This must be new people who made this movie. I can't watch this. No, it's the same people. Same people? <clears throat> they just ran out of ideas. I am, I would say, like, super, like, on the Keanu bandwagon. So I think that this movie will do really well because everybody is so into Keanu and people love The Matrix. So there's no way that this movie doesn't make money. Whether or not it's any good, wait, hold on. Whether or not it's any good remains to be seen. And I think it can further damage the Matrix franchise. But if you're Keanu, you, you've been hot lately. Yeah, you have been hot. And you don't want your streak to end with the reboot of a movie that's past its prime. And then people won't remember you for John Wick until the next one comes out. And then it's like, 
Oh, do I want to see another Keanu Reeves? But movie? here's the thing: Keanu has been so good at reinventing himself that it doesn't even matter oh, at this point. <laughs> I'm sorry, he he oh. plays the same character in every movie. Has literally never reinvented himself. It doesn't matter, but he's gone in through cycles of popularity, right? Like you get Speed Keanu Reeves, and then his career takes a nosedive, and then he comes back with The Matrix, and then his career takes a nosedive, and then he comes back with John Wick. And now we know what that pattern is going to be. I'm sorry. This podcast <laughs> will not stand for the hardball slander that you just threw out there. That was his best movie. It was his best acting, by the way. The scene when the kid dies at the end. when he spe- The kid? That's G-Baby. a respect on G-Baby's name. That's true. I don't know gargoyles, but you don't know G-Baby? I'm, I'm sorry. I can't believe Steven didn't remember G-Baby's But his eulogy name. at G-Baby's funeral was the best he's ever acted, which is a low bar, admittedly. Have you ever seen the movie Dracula that he's in when he does the British accent? I have seen best Keanu performance ever. By <laughs> I've way. seen so many Keanu movies. Keanu, mo- he was a Ke- vampire. No, yeah. he was like Van Helsing. He's like the hunter. Oh, but he does God. a British accent. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but he also. You guys have not seen him in Much Ado About Nothing, where he plays the Duke. Oh, Evan is looking at me like, uh, of course I have. <laughs> no, I can't think. I've been- Look, here's my thing, though. Keanu's been hot. I would hate to see him go through this movie, and it's bad. Like, he's never had to deal with being bad through Twitter. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, but Keanu has had to deal with being bad. The fallout from (laughs) Matrix 3, like, it it effectively killed his career. It wasn't on Twitter. But I'm saying he hasn't had a bad movie on Twitter, like, in the Twitter era. Well, okay, but he also is not a guy that, like, probably checks social media. But he has Wick to fall back on. He just has the next one. He just has to wait till the next one. But you don't want Matrix 4 to affect John Wick 4. It won't. It won't. Uh, All right, well, as as a unit, the For the Win podcast, let it be on the record, we're not super big fans of Matrix 4. Um... You but, want to say one more thing. But Himmel will be there opening week to watch it. God, like I wouldn't. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about Spider-Man. Before we get into opinions, let me break down the story very quickly. I'm sure everyone has heard, but in the rare case that you have not, uh, it w- what also happened this week is that uh, there were reports about a dissolving of a Sony and Marvel Studios partnership uh, And what it essentially means is that uh, Spider-Man will no longer exist in the MCU. So the way this all originated is that Sony originally had the rights to Spider-Man. They decided to share Spider-Man with Marvel Studios so that Peter Parker could be in the MCU with like the rest of the Avengers. Now, after about five films, they're dissolving that partnership, which means that Spider-Man movies will continue and they will continue to star Tom Holland and they will continue to have the same director, but he will effectively be erased from the MCU. So all of that stuff with Tony Stark, gone. All of that stuff with like the Iron Spider suit, gone. Aunt May hanging out with Happy, that's ditched. Uh, I my feelings on it are pretty clear. I'm not even sure I have to say them, but I think uh, I think Evan's the only one that's pro. I mean, I'm I'm not totally against it. I think the movies will be just as good. Okay. I don't think you need the connection to the Avengers. I think that kind of bogs down the movies in a little bit. They don't like let them stand on their own. First of all, we're about to get Uncle Ben death scene part four. <laughs> yes, yes. Can't wait for that. Well, part three, part three. <laughs> Uncle Ben's gonna Uncle die Ben's gonna again. Die. Open the scene. But he's already dead. We don't know that. Trust me, they're going to open <laughs> Spider-Man 3 with Uncle Ben dying. But my thing is, 
like Disney has been taking over everything. Yes. And it's the first time that like they've been told no. So I don't know if they leaked out the reports. I don't know if Sony did it. Right. So fans could be like, oh, we're mad at you. And it's like, no, Disney wants more than what we've asked for. Well, what they asked for. But I've also like read around. They said that Tom Holland's contract could end early if Sony and Marvel like didn't go through with the five movie deal. Okay. And so my thing is just bring him back and make him Iron Man. Like you already set him up to be the next Iron Man. Just do that, which would be weird, but. Right. But you mean in terms of keeping Tom Holland in the MCU, not in terms of Spider-Man. Yeah. Cause I think, I think if Sony gets him back, they could do one of three things. They could do the Spidey verse, which they just did with the animated movie. Mm -hmm. It was great. You could put him up with Venom mm-hmm. and Tom Hardy, him, try to figure out if they're a match. Right. Or you could kind of have a soft reboot with the Senator, Sinister Six and say, you know what? We're going to make him the face of our franchise. We're going right. to have Venom in the background. So they have a lot of things they could do. If you're Marvel, though, you've put a lot into this character being kind of the next face for your next class of heroes. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm, I'm like... What are they going to do? Because I don't know if they're going to put Captain Marvel as the face, Black Panther as the face of Doctor Strange. Right. They were putting Spider-Man as the face of the next class of Avengers. And he's like the only like main like superhero A-list. that's popular. Yeah, A-list su- superhero that they have right. now. <clears throat> yeah, I think that the way this, the way I read the situation is that uh, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and Spider-Man were kind of gearing up to be the next uh, Avengers, right? Like they were going to take over from Iron Man and Captain America. So it would obviously leave a hole not to have Spider-Man, but just in terms of like narrative storytelling to just pluck him out of it like he no longer exists, like they can no longer reference him is is going to mess up the movies and Marvel intertwines all of their stuff. So they're planning years and years ahead in terms of like this tiny thing is going to happen in one movie that you're going to have to keep track of so that you can you can remember it five years later. So that messes up their whole storytelling. And I agree with you. I think that maybe this may not be a terrible thing in terms of standalone films like you can. I think it would be great to have a Venom Spider-Man thing just because Tom Holland with Tom Hardy seems like they would have great chemistry together. It seems like it would be really funny. Um, and then Sony, what they probably want to do is launch their own cinematic universe and keep the Spider-Man as kind of the the anchor for that. And I think also, if you look at like how Spider-Man ended, I mean, you could kind of say the boy went rogue we haven't heard from him. Yeah. Because, like, I don't think they plan for this, but they, <laughs> that could just be the way they write him off. Because I'm just laughing at the boy. Well, I mean, that's what they, they kind of referred to him yeah, as the kid. The kid. It's Spider Boy. Man, Spider Boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, when they didn't say his name, they referred to him as the kid. Mm-hmm. So they could that, that could be like, all right, the kid's not here. He's a bad guy now. We're not going to do it. Yeah, there, there's all kinds of ways to do it, but. Uh, I have been following fan reaction, and let me tell you that the Tom Holland fandom is like, uh, from from just what I've seen on social media, it is very active, it is very passionate, and they are very, very upset. But it's so weird because I've read something where Kevin Feige has been like behind the scenes, yeah. helping out on all the Spider-Man movies yeah. since... Uh, What's the first what's Civil the first War? One? No, the no, the very first Spider Man. Oh, movies. you mean the one with like Andrew Toby Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Toby Maguire, Toby Maguire too. too? Yeah. So oh, they wow. said that he's been helping from from like 
as far back as the yeah. first trilogy, and they said the fact that he has all these properties, Sony is just like, you're it, not going to be involved with this. We right. need to take it back. So the reports are that it, the reports are that the split has to do with money, right? It has to do with how much profit to Marvel actually wants to make from these movies, because from what it sounds like, they're not making as much as they thought that they should be making. Um, but I think the official reasoning is is that uh, Kevin Feige is going to be too busy with like trying to launch the X Men franchise and things like that. So I have not. Uh, I don't know. I I will say that I have not uh, felt good about it because as a Marvel person, I want Peter Parker in that universe because that's what they have sold us for the past five years. And you know me, I'm I'm a DC guy. I'm I'm not afraid to say it. But I also think Spider Man could be on his own. Yeah. And and do great. We've seen that. I mean, I like the original trilogy. I think the last one was bad, but the first two movies were good. Andrew Garfield, he was a good Spider-Man. I think everything else around him was bad. But I think Tom uh, Holland can carry the franchise. He already has a fan base. Only thing is, can you get everybody else that's not, like, directly connected to Disney? Mm Mm-hmm. To be involved with it, because Happy wouldn't be Happy wouldn't cross over, but no. you could probably get Zendaya, the best friends, like the the group of school guys. Right. But they're not really like in any other. Yeah, movie. I don't think Ned is turning down offers. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Ned, he's like Rude. the best part of the movie. Rude, but. rude. Um, all right, guys, uh, thanks very much for hanging out with us this week. We'll be back next week. As always, please remember to rate and review us on your podcast listening platform of your choice. Uh, thanks. <laughs>